Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. And welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? Another day, another podcast, Daryl. That's what's going on. Hey, this is great. You know, it is incredible. The, the people that we get to talk with every week, and I absolutely love um, the relationships that we're forming inside all of this. We've got a fantastic um, conversation queued up and a wonderful guest this week. Um, and this makes it so much fun. I, I'm glad you've joined us this week. And by the way, if you're new to the Selling from the Heart podcast, welcome. You've joined a growing uh, community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, developing true relationships and delivering real value. We call it Selling from the Heart. And uh, speaking of relationships, we are what? Wow, we're less than a month. We're less than a month away. Relational Marketing Grand Summit, Larry. That is going to be so exciting. I can't wait to be a part of that. Yeah. You, you know, it, it was, it was interesting because I actually, I just sent an email to Cody Bateman right before we went, we started this podcast and I just told him that I just love him and his message. And he's just, I'm a big fan that relationships do matter. Appreciation matters. Yeah. It, what we do with it, we got to be proactive with it. And the speaker lineup at the grand summit is just, I mean, to me it's freaking over the top. <laughs> it's going to be outstanding. You know, if you want to check it out, um, we'll put it in the show notes. It's on August uh, 8th and 9th. And of course, it's brought to you, brought to all of us by our friends at Send Out Cards. And uh, thanks to our friends at Send Out Cards for everything that you do. If you want to check that out, you can go to cards.sellingfromtheheart.net and send your first card. And, you know, off that conversation we had last week with Luigi, first of all, what a blast. But, uh, you know, that whole point came out, if you want a full sales funnel, full opportunity funnel, you need to have a great relational funnel. And uh, rather than focus on closing, of course, we focus on closing, but really we need to focus on opening relationships. And Larry, I know that conversation we had last week has spurred a lot of discussion this week. And uh, if you missed last week, you want to go back and check that out. No, you know, it, and, and it's interesting because I was on a podcast a couple weeks ago, just dropped, actually dropped as we're recording this right now. And the clip that the person used for the podcast was when I started sharing, if you want to have a healthy sales funnel, you have to have a healthy relationship funnel, which has actually sparked some conversation. And I said, hey, listen, you know, when, when, when somebody connects, right? So like when I, I'll, we'll get ready to introduce Liz here in a second, but when, and I'll use Liz as a perfect example, who's going to join us on the podcast is when I first connected with her, right? We didn't know if we liked each other. We didn't know if we trusted each other and so forth, right? Well, I guess she did because she's coming on our podcast. But the whole, <laughs> must have done but something the, right, Larry. I, I did, right? But, <laughs> but the whole point about it is, is relationships matter. And, you know, when I first met Liz, that's the start of a relationship. And think of this as the top of the relationship funnel. And it wasn't until I got acquainted with her and she got acquainted with me and we read each other's books that 
now she's on the podcast. So it's almost like, you know, bringing it through a relationship funnel to a sales funnel to come onto the podcast. And I want people to really realize that, that meaningful, incredible relationships do matter. And if you want to have that healthy sales funnel, start taking a different look at how, how effective are you in building relationships with it, which I think is a good transition into how Liz and I met. So we were on an authenticity podcast a couple months ago. Might even be a little bit longer than that early springtime. Yeah. And um, we just connected right away. I mean, I always say that Liz is the female version of me. <laughs> she read Selling from the Heart and I read Sell Without Selling Your Soul. And I go, bingo, right? And, it, and, it, and I'm from back east. Originally, she's from back east. So we, go, and we got a lot of stuff in common. So Liz Wendling and I just, I think in a short period of time, have struck up a really good friendship. So Liz Wendling, welcome to Selling from the Heart Podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk to both of you. Uh, this is going to be such a fun conversation, but you know the question that all of the guests on Selling from the Heart get, and, and I know, I can't wait to hear your answer to this question, is what does it mean to you to sell from the heart? Selling from the heart to me means getting out of your head and creating a genuine interaction, not just a transaction. And I always say that, from your head to your heart is about 18 inches and it's the longest journey people take. They want to spend so much time up in their head and they don't realize yeah. dropping down into their heart is the way to show up as your highest and best self. Mm. And when you do, it's knowing that every interaction that you have with, whether it's a client or potential client is a chance to serve and amaze and captivate and influence and astonish and impress and form a beautiful and meaningful connection. Mm. And I always say you're a human being selling to another human being, and we can never forget that. But when we show up as our highest and best self, we wind up naturally doing what's the highest and best for our potential clients. So it's actually a real win-win. It's mutually beneficial when mm. we can show up as ourselves. You and know, I, I applaud you because, um, and, I, and I know you and I have spoken about it many a times, but this is, this is where I, I really encourage salespeople and sales leaders. And I always like, I don't mean any disrespect to people when I challenge their thinking and things like that. I just want to get people to think. And I say, hey, listen, you know, if you can bring your heart to your personal relationships, right? And we, you know, we do, right? Whether you're in a significant relationship or you're married or within your family or within your close personal friends that you cherish, you bring your heart to that relationship. I know you do. So then, you know, the thing that I challenge people is what prevents, and this might be a great segue to another uh, conversation, Liz, is what do you think prevents people from bringing their heart to their business relationships? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a good question. I oof, I think, you, first of all, you can't be yourself if you don't know yourself. And if you don't know truly at the deepest level who you are, why you're unique or what you contribute or the value that you provide to someone on that deep level, you can't be yourself. You can't show up as authentic and you wind up showing up with a lot of fear and inauthenticity. But it stops people because they don't want to really, truly know who they are. They don't want to take the time to go there. It's a, mm. it's a pretty deep journey. And sometimes for a lot of people, even for myself, it wasn't a pretty journey. But I knew if I didn't go there, I could never step into that place knowing who I am and my value and what I provide to every relationship that I have. So taking that scary journey stops a lot of people. Wow. I mean, just to pause, like what you just said is so profound. 
in terms of a salesperson saying that my best shot is bringing my true authentic self to the, to the conversation, to the relationship. Um, but the reality is we've forgotten who we really are. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're like, so I'm, I'm really curious. It's like, it's like one of my good friends says, what do I need to unlearn today? Right. There's <laughs> to learn what I need to unlearn. It's like, it feels like there's just like so many layers of masks or, you know, stuff that needs to be peeled away. I'm curious, like, how did you get started in that journey? Where did, when did, what was the, like the moment of epiphany where you figured out that you needed to do this or how did that journey look? I'm really curious. You know, it started, I have to say it was probably about 15 or so years ago. I went to a class. I took a class called Landmark Education mm-hmm. where they kind of force you to look at how you're being, how you're showing up, who you're being in this world. Where are you confronted? Where do you give away your power or where do you try to get, get take power over someone else? And how are you showing up in the world? And it wasn't until I, I felt like I put a camera on myself all day and watched myself through my interactions and how I walked on this planet. And I wasn't proud of that person who was walking around. And I realized I got to go deep. I got to figure out why I do some of the things I do, why I act the way I do or why I get confronted or someone can poke the bear and maybe aggravate or irritate me or upset me. I had to figure out why all that got to me. And in that moment of finding that, then you get to choose to be a different way and to unlearn some of that stuff and learn a better way that actually felt like I was more connected to my body, not just living out of my head. Wow. Yeah. You know, um, and Daryl knows this story. So Daryl, I'm going to tell my school story because I I think it's, it's so prevalent is, you know, you had your aha moment, right? That light bulb moment 15 years ago. And I say, you know, spend any amount of time in sales and you'll get schooled by somebody, right? You'll get <laughs> yeah. some humble pie, you'll get slapped across the face and all that. You know, in my awakening uh-huh. moment, gosh, this goes back 20 something years ago. I got slapped across the face, not literally, but I got schooled by a CFO and, you know, I'm the third salesperson in, in them looking to replace a vendor and so forth. And all of a sudden, you know, I started asking questions and here I was a tenured rep, right? I thought, I thought my, you know what, you know, smelt really good and things like that. <laughs> I, was, I was dressed in a suit and so forth and I'm sitting down and I'm, I'm asking, I thought was engaging questions and all that. And the CFO goes, time out, right? Time out. Right? This just isn't working. This is, a, dude, this is a true story as true gets. And he goes, you know, you're the third person in here. You're asking the same set of questions, right? Uh-huh. Different way, <laughs> right? Come on, just get over it, right? Game over type thing. And, and I just, I closed my book because I knew right then and there, game was over, right? There's no way on God's green earth I was going to get this deal. Yeah, so you I can't was, go back. I was, I was almost out of my seat, Liz. And something in my brain said, you know, sit back down because this is a great learning moment. <laughs> and I asked that CFO, well, what would you do, right? Why do you say that? Yeah. And he goes, you're like every other salesperson who makes it about how great their company is with canned questions, non-humanistic. You know what? F- make it about me. Make it about how you can help me. Make it about how you can help my company. And it was right then and there I go, you know what? I got I to gotta flip the switch. Yeah. If I don't, you know, 
what's going to happen afterwards. And that's what I want to encourage people is we all have these aha moments, right? And I know Daryl's had them as well is, you know, how can we take those aha moments and getting slapped across the face and say, you know what, let's set aside titles. We're just like, and you mentioned it, we're just a human talking to another human. Just be real with yourself and just throw it out there and watch what happens. Yeah. We forgot that the other person on the other end of our phone conversations, Zoom calls or meetings is another human being. That's it. If we can come right from that place, yes, you have to come with some skills and you have to understand how to connect, communicate and engage. But it's another human being. That's it. They're not better than you. They're not worse than you. They don't need you or desperately need you. It's just a conversation about can I help you? And if I can, I'll explain how it's done. And it's stepping aside. And I tell people, too, that it's easy to know when you're selling with your heart and from your heart and not just your head is by the way it feels the conversations that you have with people. It's you can feel the difference in your chest, in your heart, in your gut. Your head isn't anywhere near this conversation and you can feel connection, compassion, care and concern. And no one ever buys because they had a great head-to-head conversation with someone. That doesn't inspire anyone. But heart-to-heart conversations do. When was the last time someone said, wow, that was a great head-to-head conversation. I think I want to do business with you. No, they use the term heart-to-heart conversations. And there's a difference. And they sound different. And they feel different. Mm Mm-hmm. Hey, Daryl, Liz is an an alliteration freak as well. Because did you pick up on what she just said? A hundred percent, of course. Care, connect. What'd you say? Care, compassion, concern, uh, connection, <laughs> compassion. <laughs> like that, Daryl, huh? Like <laughs> your ears. You know, uh, that's near and dear to my heart. But you know, so so I'm curious, Liz. So I'm a salesperson. I'm I I I kind of you know I'm listening in. I go, okay, I that that sounds interesting. Um, paying attention to like how I feel, how do like, what does that look like for someone who's never done that before? Oh, that's a great question. I like this this very intriguing idea. It's a great, I've never really paid attention. Well, you have, when anybody could picture themselves being sitting in a sales situation or a meeting and they might have a great opening and things are going along just fine. And then somebody challenges them with, you know, why should I buy from you? Or gosh, you're so much higher than the competition. Or, you know what? I only have 20 minutes for you. And all of a sudden they get knocked off their game and they lose their power and they can't recover. So that's a moment to say, wow, I really need to know how to stay inside my body and how to, how to understand Ooh, wow. Okay. Not to come back with a snappy answer. It's to come back and say, to be able to have that conversation, but again, staying within your body and not getting thrown off your game. So so I don't think the first, anytime somebody sits in a conversation that hearing for the first time, why should I hire you? Or why should we buy from you? These are things we all hear every day, but if they're still rattling you and you only snap, Um, come back with a snappy answer that says, well, we've been around for 55 years. We're great at that. (laughs) You better come up with a much better answer that actually resonates with you where you don't get thrown off your game. So I always Uh, tell salespeople, when you get knocked off your game, that's the perfect place to start to figure out who you are. Why? Yeah. So if, if your body tells you when you need some help, your body just gives off those signals. When someone even says, all right, let's talk about money. 
And all of a sudden they get this, oh gosh, it's time for the money conversation. And they lose their power, give away the farm. And they don't realize that in that moment, that's the time to come to, to get a coach and come up with your strong money conversation. You have to be able to talk about money as easily as you talk about yourself or ask questions. There shouldn't be any hitch in your step when you change parts of the conversation. Yeah, you know, and and it's and it's interesting because I want to touch on a couple of things that you just said because it's near and dear to me, and and I really want to encourage uh, the sales leaders that are listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast to really take this to heart. Is I'm okay with you doing product training, and I'm okay with you, you know, sharing your company history and and making sure that your salespeople understand all that. That's important, but we have to. We have. I'm going to encourage you guys. We have to help our salespeople step away from that. And I want to encourage sales leaders and even the salespeople that are listening to this, we got to work on ourselves. And that's my challenge to sales leaders is, you know what, it is part of your duty that you need to help your salespeople become the best versions of themselves. If you want them to be happy, if you want them to sell more, if you want them to take better mm-hmm. care of your clients, then help them become the best <laughs> versions of themselves and watch what happens. And that's my challenge. And I'm going to throw the gauntlet down on this because I just don't see enough of that happening. I agree. And it's all, they seem to bring in people. It's, it's the hard skills. It's let's get the hard, hard skills done, but the soft skills is really where the connection happens without those skills. And part of my, I have a two legs in my business and I do work with attorneys and They are definitely not taught soft skills. They're all up in their head. It's all logic and it's facts and figures and it's all about the the legal process. But when they understand that there's another whole place that they can sell from and another whole place to sell their legal services from, a whole world opens up to them because they don't know that they can talk to their their potential clients that way. For example, a a divorce attorney, when I teach them that, when somebody comes in and un- unloads all of their the situation of their life and the details of their marriage to a complete stranger and an attorney doesn't take that moment and treat it with such care and say, I really appreciate you telling me that. That really helps me understand the gravity of your situation. Thank you for going there. And to actually step in and thank the client and close the gap there, there's this big open wound in the room. And if they don't take the time to close it, and many will say, well, that, that doesn't even sound like me. I'd never talk to that. And I, would, and, and I say, well, it isn't about you. As soon as you get yourself out of the way and make it about yeah. them, they need that from you. And if you don't give that to them, they're going to go find someone else who will. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they're not given permission to actually develop that part of themselves. And I think a lot of salespeople don't know that, wow, there's another whole place that I can sell from that I can double my sales from just by being a real genuine human being. Mm. Gosh, so this is so good. (laughs) I keep referring back to Judith Glasser's book, Conversational Intelligence, because that's what I just finished reading. Uh Uh, But I mean, there's this like, there's this, um, you know, and I was reminded, I've talked about it with Luigi last week that like over 90% of communication is nonverbal. I don't remember what you said, but I remember how you made me feel. And, um, you know, whether you're talking about an attorney or talking about a sales rep selling whatever in a corporate environment, that's the, you know, the, the key ingredient in a sale is trust. And the, one of the key ingredients trust is relational connection. Yep. And, you know, and we get your, I love your, I love your concept about staying 
inside your body and not like, <laughs> you know, freaking out and leaving. <laughs> learning to have that uh, self-awareness to be present. And centered, really yeah. centered, like an oak tree in a storm. I'm not going anywhere. Good. You're solid and firm in your, in your stance and who you are. So do you have like things that you do to center yourself before an appointment or in the day? I'm just kind of curious what that looks like for you. Well, every morning my day starts out the same way. And in my head, I play out my day. I, I determine that I'm going to have a great day today. I'm going to be surprised and delighted by all the nice people I'm going to meet, the great conversations I'm going to have. And I wake up that way and I go through my day that way. And I expect it. I don't demand it. I expect it because I set that up. I don't wake up and say, oh, gosh, here we go. Another Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. And, and so and then I do a little meditation I, and I work out every morning and it's I take care of my my mindset every single morning to get myself ready for the day. Yeah. So Good. for me, that's that's been a 15 year. uh pretty solid routine that I wake up with every single day. And then I go to bed the same way and I do yeah. a little gratitude and how beautiful the day went and all the things that surprised and delighted me. So I, I wake up that way and I go to bed baked in gratitude. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it's in, and I applaud you because, you know, I, we have very similar traits in this, but you know, it, it just saddens me how many people just, you know, roll out of bed. They, they run into the rain locker, right? They, they shower real quick. They grab a banana and a cup of coffee and they're out the door. Yeah. And really having given thought to, you know, how's this day going to pan out for me? They've just, you know, they're consumed with however they, you know, they do their mornings. But right. if you just take a step back, and I know Daryl does it as well. If you, if you, I don't care if it's first thing in the morning or shortly thereafter, just yeah. self-reflect upon, you know, what is it that I need to do today? What did I do yesterday? You know, what can I improve upon it? And you just start making this a habit. Like, you know, you put the seatbelt on in your car. That's right. Yeah. No different. Amazing things happen. Yes, very what much I like so. About it, what I like about your twist on this, Liz, though, that I, I want to add to my own, because I, I, I do a great job of visualizing outcomes. I'm highly goal oriented. And, you know, on that 18 inch journey, that's sometimes a really long journey for me because I'm a planner. I live in my head, I have all kinds of ideas. Um, and so I can visualize a day going well in terms of the outcomes that I want to accomplish and the, the things that I want to do. Um, but to visualize the day going well and relationally um, in terms of meeting interesting people and having engaging conversations like the one we're having right now, which by the way is just fantastic part of my day. I'm going to reflect <laughs> on that tonight uh, and engaging, you know, and also, and this goes back Larry to what we're talking about between the, the sales funnel and the relational funnel, you know, on an outcomes evaluation, I'm going to look at my sales funnel and, you know, or whatever my goals are and how did I move stuff, you know, forward. Um, but on the relational funnel, evaluating the day on, you know, how are my interactions today? Who did I, who did I, you know, actually really genuinely connect with? Mm -hmm. um, and what value did I add relationally? What, what new relationships did I open up? And um, yeah, Liz, I feel really, really challenged around that right now because I, I, I evaluate my day, but it doesn't usually include the warm fuzzies and, you know, and even calling a warm fuzzy, look at me yeah. just about that. Right. 
And uh, so, yeah, there you go. Self-disclosure, self-awareness is happening right here. Oh, my gosh. Well, and we have we have these little micro moments throughout the day when my phone rings and I look down and see who it is. Mm -hmm. I let it go three more rings before I pick up so that I set myself up to say it's going to be a great conversation. I'm centered. I'm bringing my highest and best self and whatever this conversation is, it will be. But I'm ready for it. I don't just pick it up as I'm as I'm running out the door with with sending an email. I, I get in my body and then I pick up the phone and then I'm ready for that call. And then I always believe it goes well because I centered myself to have it go well. That, oh man, that was so good, so good. Well, hey, um, we've we are coming. We've come to the end of the the podcast already. No, no. <laughs> I think I've been present in my body the entire time. <laughs> 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 uh, no, I, I, you know, if, if you're listening in and we'll put this in the show notes, but you got to get the heart of authentic selling and selling without selling your soul. I, I can't wait to get to know more of Liz's work and uh, the value you're adding is so wonderful. I, I feel so challenged and encouraged today. Thank you for that. Oh, thank you. And thank you for having me on. It's been fun. Yeah. So uh, any last words of wisdom to our global audience of, of, authentic sales professionals? I would say just start paying attention to how you're interacting on the phone with people or sitting down and prepping for a meeting or as you're driving to a meeting. What are your thoughts? Are you thinking negatively, positively, and how are you setting yourself up for yeah. the highest and best outcome of that meeting? Because we, we, it's more like a role playing in your mind. It, and you know how actors and actresses, they do, they, before they go on stage for a play, they're practicing. And, and when it's opening night, they're ready because they've kind of baked that new persona into their, into their bones so well that they couldn't dream of showing up as any, any other way. So we have a chance to, to play that out in our mind first and then watch it play out in real life. Wow, that's well, hey, so hey Daryl. I, I feel challenged. I, I feel ups, I'm sad because you didn't ask me if there's any part of it. <laughs> oh my god! Sorry, I wasn't present to your emotional needs. <laughs> uh, well, do you have anything? No, that's right. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. No, but, <laughs> I'm kidding, folks. I. Um, I, I think the biggest thing, and, and it goes back to this whole relationship funnel and sales funnel, and, and this would be my parting words, is I, I want to encourage everyone out there, think about how many new conversations you can start every day and how many new relationships you can open up every day. And how they feel when you do it. Yeah, pay attention to how you feel. Is it up in your head or are you really feeling that connection? Yeah. Wow. Well, Liz, Thank you so much. I am Thank you. Uh, so challenged today. This, this <laughs> way more than I bargained for out of this. <laughs> I know the rest of our listeners did as well. Um, and thank you to everybody for joining us. Till next time, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep building real relationships, show up with your highest and best self, be present, and most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. 
So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.